We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Royals need to extend Bobby Wood Jr., but what's that contract going to look like? Let's check it out. Let's talk about it. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, y'all? This is One Royal Way here on Kansas City Sports Network. My name is Joel Penfield. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode and joining me tonight. You know him. You love him. He doesn't need an introduction. One of the hosts of the KC Laboratory and now Booth Review uh, with the, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to try and be nice here. The unenviable, unenviable task of trying to talk about Kansas football uh, week in, week out. Ken Swanson. What's up, buddy? You know, it's not too bad. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to hang out with Scott Chasen and talk football, you know, absolutely. extra hours this week. We're having a good time. We're having a great time at KCSN. I absolutely love getting to hang out with you, Joel. So I am excited to talk a little Royals. I'm excited to hang out with you a little bit tonight, too. I'm sure it's a nice little break from the content machine that is the NFL. So I'm glad you get to talk about your one true love, the, the Kansas City Royals tonight. I just wish... I wish we were here under better circumstances. I miss I miss 2015 so much. Yeah. God, I mean, it's I, so good. So I talked about this a little bit on um, the Royal Rundown podcast with Jacob Milham. And I was like, I, I've kind of just come to terms with this season. And honestly, the last month and a half has been what we all wanted it to be. I know the, the wins haven't come, but it's been the youth movement that we've been clamoring for. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to watch the Royals night in, night out, seeing the rookies in there when the almighty spreadsheet allows them to be in there. So I'm I'm just kind of tapped out on trying to be negative and, and all that stuff. It's just too much over a full season. Like I'm just trying to enjoy the last month of baseball before we get into the playoffs. And it's been fun. Like I mean, getting, getting to see the young, getting to see the young kids play. And you know, like, I mean, your guys' excitement about Michael Massey and seeing Michael Massey come in and play well. And I mean, we all Nick know Prado about- went four for five with two homers last night as we're recording this on Wednesday. I mean, like, come on. It's the like, good stuff. It's all enjoyable. Uh, Chris Bubich has a 26 inning uh, pitch first inning uh, as we're sitting here right now, but he didn't give up a run. That's great. But like, I, you know, 
it's been fun. It's been fun seeing, you know, Brady Singer playing better, the young bats kind of coming along. And I mean, I mean, like we we've had a lot of conversations about Drew Waters. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And like getting to see Drew Waters play. Like that's been, I mean, we, we had the debate. Like, should he come up? Should he not? I wanted to just throw him to the fire and I mean, he's holding his own. He's doing he's just do- fine. And that's all you can ask for is that he's holding his own right now, considering yeah. some of the struggles he had in Atlanta. Now he's come over here. It's very clear. Drew Saylor is able to work some of his magic. And there in you Saylor go. In Saylor we trust. Yeah. In Saylor we trust. But hey, speaking of Kansas football, I'm betting the over two and a half. It's happening. They are winning three games this year. And Kansas DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you say when you sign up using code KCSN. One lucky customer will win a $100,000 in free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets. We're signing up today. No deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and and more from one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits in Kansas. This is dropping on Wednesday night, so it is Thursday at noon, right before week one of the college football season starts, right on time, plus one customer will win $100,000 in free bets. That code, KCSN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 years or older, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as four $25 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstakes. Void where prohibited. Ends first day. DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DKNG.com slash KS. That was a bear. Holy cow. I am just enjoying every second of you having to read it because I always have to read it on our shows. Hey, man. Imagine not being in Kansas right now. Oh, imagine being the producer of a podcast right now incapable of placing bets who could uh, that guy be man what state. a loser i don't i what a loser i just i can't believe it like i don't know like imagine having to drive to a quick trip aqu- across the state border in order to to make hey, uh, we, to place a bet <laughs> hey we we better be careful because he could end this recording right now and it's not like my podcast is going to be relevant for much longer anyway so i need all the airtime <laughs> i need all the airtime i can get man gosh man, man. Just, let, let's have a little fun here before we get into some baseball. Obviously, college football season week one uh, is starts on Thursday when betting drops, but obviously the full slate on Saturday. I'll be propped up on my couch pretty much for 12 hours on Saturday watching college football. But it is kind of fun because not only can we talk about bets, we can actually make them. So what are some that you have your eye on this weekend uh, as you put together, together your bet slip? Joel, I, I like every Kansan has been waiting and anticipating for – for uh, all these potential, you know, bets to make. And I there's one I need to talk to you specifically about because you are an Oklahoma State fan. And Correct. Oklahoma State is playing Central Michigan uh Saturday at 6 p.m. No, so it's one of the 
Thursday. Thursday. They play on Thursday. Thursday. I meant Thursday. Like it's one of the, I was about to say, it's one of the first bets that people can make, right? Like this is a, this is an opportunity for people like right out the gate. You have a chance. I am so tempted. I'll say this. I was tempted to take Oklahoma State minus 21 and a half. But then I looked at what they've done in opening games against lesser oh, yeah. opponents for like the last mm-hmm. three years. I I think I have to I have to put a wager on on Central Michigan to cover 21 and a half. See, no, I'm doing that just as an emotional hedge. Some of that there is some <laughs> of the like I have the OSU money line because I just on principle need to pick my team to win, but just to hedge like and make a little bit of money, I'm taking Central Michigan plus 22. I think I got it at plus 22. But I agree. Like, yes, in the opening games, they have not played well in 2020 and 2021. Now, if you need a caveat to this, on that game against Tulsa in 2020 when they won like 16 to 10 or seven. 16 to Yeah, 16 looked, to 7. I, again, I've done the research. Yeah, it, it was brutal. But Spencer Barely Sanders, beat Missouri State last year. Yes. Spencer Sanders got hurt in that game. Mm. And he was out. They had to go down to the third string quarterback, and eventually they won. The defense balled out. In last year, again, same thing. I'm not, and I don't think super highly of Spencer Sanders, but he's the best quarterback in that room. And he didn't play against Missouri State last year. He was out due to COVID protocol. So again, mm. backup quarterback. So there is some of that. By all accounts, he is going to play tomorrow. And if they run the offense the way I've heard they're going to, they have an opportunity to put up some more points. And play a little bit more, like play a little more turbo, 10, 11 personnel type stuff. I think they have an opportunity to to play well. I think it'll still be like a like a 30 to 17, something like mm. that. Like it's not gonna be not gonna be pretty, but they'll get it done. I'm picking KU minus 31. Uh if I or in the if if I can get it. Uh I've seen some lines out there. I'm hoping DraftKings posts that line because I'm taking it emotionally because i'm just ready to be hurt again so uh there, there's a couple i'm looking at i'm just i'm waiting for DraftKings to post the line i'm just yeah, i'm anxious i'm, I'm staying away from i'm staying away from fbs fcs games just i can't i can't do that <laughs> but i have yes i have that i'm taking the cincinnati money line against arkansas i too many mm. people are writing off cincinnati like i haven't heard a single person that thinks oh they can go in and compete like that it's an SEC versus a G5, which the almighty SEC, right? And it's a six and a half point line. Mm. So I, I think I'm not going to, th- I'm not going to pick Cincinnati plus six and a half. Like to me that, that like it being less than a touchdown kind of sketches me out. I, yeah, but it's, I'm going to take, I'm just going to go with the money line and just try and pick Cincinnati straight up and go from there. I, that's not a bad approach. I will. I did. I was going to throw this one at you and I'm curious what the line is going to be on the Royals tomorrow because I'm sure a lot of people will want to place a bet on the Royals. That is Daniel true. Mengden is projected to projected to start. He is in KC. I saw the reports today. It's Daniel Mengden versus Johnny Cueto. Uh, take the over of whatever the run line is. I don't know what it'll be set at, but that's my play. I'm just take like the over first five or something like that. And then take like Bobby Wood Jr. to get a hit. Ooh, I like that. You can I do, like because you can do player props. Yeah. So take the like whatever the you know Bobby Wood Jr. You know to get to I think it'll be like probably one point five hits. Take the over. I would yeah. I, I, if it's if it's one and a half hits, yeah, that's not a bad idea there. And speaking of Bobby Wood, I think there's a few things we're trying to talk about Bobby Wood today. 
If that's just if, a, if my memory jogs me, you know, if, if I'm jogging my memory correctly. So I don't want to try and do too many recaps of games at this point because the results are what they are. I'd rather try and <laughs> find the storylines within. Like, it's just at that point, right? Now, I was at the game on Sunday, and that was a lot of fun. We got to see Will Myers pitch the last two outs for the Padres, so that was pretty fun. Um, absolutely shelled a broken Josh Hader, so that was that was kind of fun to see. That's been weird, but, by the way. Josh Hader just falling very, apart. Very weird. Reliever yeah. volatility at its finest, folks. Makes but, you appreciate HDH a little bit more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what before and before we get into this, talking about Bobby Wood Jr. and the future of the Royals, this show brought to you by Kansas City Strength and Conditioning. Let's hear a quick word from them. From the beginning, we knew right away that we wanted to do strength conditioning and a throwing program for the baseball and softball community. It wasn't something we were trying to back into or all of a sudden learn. We knew we were really good at these coaching these skills from the get-go. And the fact that we're in the same business and the employees are all on the same page, you know, we can write a program based off of what a kid needs, not just getting him stronger or faster from a general sense. It's what does this kid need? On the pitching end, we can say, hey, this kid needs such and such. He needs to do this or that better. A lot of times it turns out it's not something that needs to be fixed in the baseball cage or on the throwing mound. It actually needs to be fixed in the weight room. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you, as always, to KCSC for sponsoring this show. Be sure to go check them out if you have a baseball or softball player in the area that needs a place to train. What really set this topic in motion for me was last Friday, uh, Julio Rodriguez signed a massive contract extension with the Seattle Mariners. The base of it is 12 years, two, about, about $210 million. And there's a bunch of incentive-laden stuff with uh, like player options based on MVP finishes, Silver Sluggers, All-Star uh, participation. That can ultimately get to 18 years, $470 million of all the options and incentives are hit. Which is nuts uh, to give a twenty to get a to give a twenty one year old, but Julio Rodriguez has been one of the best young stars in the game. Uh, Going to win Rookie of the Year this year. Sorry, Royals fans, he is. And but it it gives you a good idea of another team investing in a young star early. Though we've seen the Braves do it with a lot of their young core. They went to Ronald Acuna early. They went to Ozzy Albies. We've seen them this year with Austin Riley and Michael Harris. 
going and signing some of these guys to longer-term deals, buying out some of these league minimum and arbitration years, a couple years of free agency, and you go from there. In the case of Julio Rodriguez, the Mariners are trying to make him face their franchise for the next mm-hmm. almost two decades. Yeah. Which is smart. Honestly, it's what they're <laughs> it's it's smart. It's almost like investing in your young talent and wanting to keep them around as a not a big market team that's going to attract a ton of big free agents. It's yeah. a really good idea, right? The Royals aren't going to invest, they're not going to invest in free agency in that way. They're not going to go and sign nine figure guys in free agency. They're just not. Mm-hmm. So, how do you go and allocate some of those resources? You go and lock up these guys and make them your face of the franchise. If I'm John Sherman, I'm JJ Piccolo, I'm Dayton Moore, I would never let Bobby Wood Jr. walk out that door. Mm-hmm. I would right now, and it's even going to get more expensive now because of the Julio contract. That's set, that sets precedent for these guys. Like we're going to see it with Adley Rutschman, O'Neill Cruz, uh, Gunnar Henderson, other other young players that are coming up and starting to become these young superstars in the game. But you don't let that guy walk out the door. It's that simple. No, I, I, I 100% agree. And I have so many thoughts running through my head about logistically how this works. So many different thoughts that we might wind up getting to. But like, I think before we start, I think we have to establish like, yes, like this is a guy you have zero desire to, to let, you know, leave, leave. You believe, I think we all I think everyone and everyone that can, everyone that watches baseball believes in what Bobby Witt Jr.'s talent is able to do. And this is the kind of player that you bet on. This is the kind of player that, you know, you anticipate will, you know, exceed expectations, right? Um, that will be a steady presence that's not going to quote unquote bust out. The thing I keep coming back to, though, is the difference between what Julio Rodriguez is dealing with in Seattle and what we're dealing with here in Kansas city is Julio Julio's bought in to what that organization has been able to do to this point. They're a winning organization. They are playing well. They are trending in a phenomenal direction. And it looks like the early portion of his career is in a window where they legitimately have, a chance to win a world series in the next few years. Then I look at the Royals (laughs) and if I'm Bobby Witt jr. I'm a little bit more hesitant at the outlook of this organization. I'm a little bit more nervous about deciding. I want to spend the next 18 years of my career in Kansas city. That's what scares me is like, we can talk about, there's so many things that we can talk about with the idea of this, but it takes two to tango, and at the onset, I'm a I, I'm a little concerned that Bobby Witt Jr. wouldn't take that deal. I mean, his dad's been through, you know, the the professional ranks before. He's seen a lot. I don't know if his counsel is going to want him to do that. I'm nervous about the idea of Bobby Witt Jr. wanting to be here for the next 18 years. That's what scares me. Like just. As an insecure Royals fan, that's what scares me. And that's a totally fair thing. And that's something that all small small market teams go through, right? Of trying to, you have these young guys. And as a fan, you just think, I'm going to really enjoy these six years before they go to free agency, Ugh. which is just a disgusting it, feeling. It, it's painful. It's, it hurts. And honestly, like, it's not just gross on the like on the surface of being a fan. Like, it's gross the fact that, fr- that front offices let that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you can cry poor all you want. If you really want to spend money, they'll do it. 
teams will do it. Oh yeah, like, and like he, I mean, like, Seattle, like Seattle is not a massive market. Like the, right. you have more, you have money up there because of like Microsoft and Boeing, and I, I, I get that. But that's not a small, that's not a big market. That's not Atlanta. That's not Houston. That's not New York. That's not Los Angeles. And you know what their owner does? He goes and he gives a damn. And he wants to go spend money. Yeah. And he, like, they gave $115 million to Robbie Ray. They gave essentially half a billion dollars to Julio Rodriguez. And they're not done. From what I've heard, they're going to lock up, like, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, like some of these other guys that, like, they're up next. When you have a guy like Bobby Wood Jr., like the Royals have had generational type players in their system. Like obviously, George, it's a different era, but you had George Brett who spent his whole career here. But you had Carlos Beltran, let him walk out the door. You had Johnny Damon, you let him walk out the door. You had Jermaine Dye, let him walk out the door. You can you can even look at like Eric Hosmer, Lorenzo Cain, you let them walk out. Do I think that Bobby, and I think Bobby Wood Jr. is on a different plane than any of those guys. The only guy close is Beltran. Mm-hmm. And 100%. even then, the reason that Beltron left was because the Royals haggled over $300,000 in a contract. You yeah. let Bobby Wood Jr. walk out over something like that, I will be disgusted. I, and I don't think it'll get that drastic. I don't think it'll get that drastic I, because I, it's I different think, owner. It's also different ownership, right? It is different so ownership. This, to me, is going to be the litmus test for how John Sherman is going to handle this team. Hmm. That's, you, no, that's John, entirely like, fair. It, it's as simple as this. If John Sherman gives a damn about the Kansas City Royals, and wants to win, you pay seven, and you don't let him leave. You do everything you can. As a salesman, you don't make money by accident like that. If you're going to be an entrepreneur and make a billion dollars, you obviously can sell. Sell Bobby Wood Jr. on why he should stay and make him the face of your franchise and the face of the city with 15 across the street. I wonder if, and part of me just kind of wonders, you know, if, how do I say this? This organization is on a, you know, the, the, this is a pretty pivotal point for this organization where it I is. think they're trying to figure out what the next wave, what the next version of this organization looks like. And when I say organization, does it mean Dayton Moore is a part of it? Does it mean Dayton Moore has to help kind of, you know, change and adjust and tweak some things continually, specifically on the pitching side? Some of the leadership uh, within the, you know, with the, with the on-field uh Mike Matheny looking at you, Cal Eldred, Eldred looking at you, the entire pitching infrastructure looking at you. I mean, is are you leaning on Dayton more to spearhead that? And so, like, I just wonder, like, a little bit of me wonders with some of those question marks up in the air, are you willing to let somebody that may not be around here be part of the come to the you know to the negotiation take table too? Like these are some of the things in the back of my head. It's like, I worry about if this team's worried about the next couple of years with how this organization is going to look, do they even allow Dayton Moore to, to negotiate a big contract like that? You see, like those are the things that I keep coming back to as well. It's mm-hmm. like, and I'll be honest with you. I am one of the most pro Dayton Moore people here. Uh, I, I'm a huge Dayton Moore guy. And if I want someone coming to a negotiation table, it is Dayton Moore. But I could also see if you're looking at John Sherman and you're questioning everything right now, if you actually care, there's probably some reasons that maybe you don't feel comfortable trying to do this right now with people that you don't know are going to be here long term either. Like, I just wish and like, that's the thing. It's like it comes back to it's, it. We, we talk about on the player side, but it might even be on the on the team side, too, is 
it, it, uns, are we uns, a little bit unsettled right now with this organization where they may not even feel comfortable, confident doing something like this. And that's, and that's not a, I mean, that's just, that's a shame if that's the case, you know, and I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to, I'm not trying to project and, 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 and say that definitively, but at the same time, like, who knows? Like th- these are the things I'm kind of just like scare me about where the organization is at this point. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is a, at the coming up, this is an absolutely pivotal off season because I thought, that this year was going to be the year. And I, I would talk about this way too much on this podcast, but I'll just bring it back around fine that I thought go this was good. I thought this was going to be the year that they at least take a step forward and that they go and win 77, 80 games. Go, what the Orioles are doing right now. I don't expect mm. the Royals to be in a playoff spot, but at least take that step forward. Right. And they're not doing that. They've taken this. They took a step back. And now the only reason they're semi interesting to watch right now is because they finally begrudgingly, brought the young guys up and oh my god they're playing better what a concept that is it's so weird. now you're a year behind you've wasted a year of service time on all of these pitchers on all of these position players in a lost year next year you have to take that step and if you don't when's it going to be mm-hmm. and if that's the case sell everything and let's just try and scrap it like because what are you going to do because i don't want a, a re you know a redo of the 2015 era. Did they win a world series? Yes. But what did they do after that? Because that they like the service time on those guys was already about to run out. Those guys are already, they were at one foot out the door by the end of 20, like the halfway through 2017. I don't want that again. Failed core, uh, in, in between that too, you know, Mm -hmm. just a failed attempt to build a core, not getting anything out of that, that core previously. It's just, it's been a rough near decade now. Well, what we're currently seeing is the sins of not just absolutely tearing it down and rebuilding in 2018. Yeah. Well, and and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, we're paying for those sins. You know, you feel like you're paying for those sins now. You might be paying for the sins even farther down the road if, you know, if you had been able to show a pulse differently. Maybe that helps you come to the negotiation mm-hmm. table a little bit better. If John Sherman's showing a willingness right now, he's going to have to show a willingness I think to build this, you know, to to help build and grow and develop this organization and not prioritize a stadium right now. If he wants to, if if he does even have a, a, even a, a hint of hope to keep Bobby Witt Jr. by in trying to sign Bobby Witt Jr. early. And and I think you know, those like, can I, go hand in hand. Like exactly. You, no, you sign Bobby Witt Jr. to a 15-year, $350 million extension, people will pay for that downtown stadium because they know for the next 15 years. They got their shortstop, like their guy. They're a, a generational like a player. That, a dude that can legitimately be a top five player in the sport. And in Kansas City, when you have that downtown stadium, along yeah. with the, the core that also still surrounds him, but him at your forefront matters. Like, you, bi- like could MJ be a guy that leads a core? Probably. He's a really good player. Could Nick Prado maybe be that guy? Sure. But they're not number seven. Like they're not, they're the, face, not, they're not on, the faces. No. So you can't let that face and that guy and that player walk out the door. And I know some people are jaded for some reason about how Bobby Wood Jr. has played this year. Let me let, let me just go through the stats. So slashing 251, 292, 442, 103 weighted runs created plus, slightly above league average, 1.8 F4, 18 home runs, 65 RBIs, 26 stolen bases. So we're about to have, so he's have a 2020 season by the end of the year. Only if you, you know, not many rookies have done that. That is a floor. And that is a ridiculous season as a 22 year old. 
And like, I have a lot of hope and optimism for his plate discipline over time too. Like, yes. I actually think he's got a pretty good eye. I think there's probably some moments where he's a little bit too aggressive, but I actually feel like his plate discipline has a lot of projectability into it where some of those other like things will start coming a little bit easier once he kind of overcomes that a little bit. Obviously, a sub 300 OBP is not particularly great. He's not drawing a ton of walks, but I do think like that's a projectable piece of his game where I think it's going to, I think it'll come around. And then, I mean, <laughs> that happens. Good luck. I mean, well, good luck. Here's what's, here's what's hilarious. I have to pay the, just to come to the table. Yeah. So here's what's <laughs> hilarious is Julio Rodriguez, who just got this massive deal and deservedly so, going to be rookie of the year and probably get MVP votes. Slashing 264, 324, 468, 129 weighted runs created plus with 21 homers, 65 RBIs, 23 stolen bases. Got a three and a half war, and that's because he's playing center field at a pretty high clip. So just the positional value is a little different. Mm. Bobby Ojeda is not far off, yeah. but Julio is on a wild card team that's probably going to win 85, 90 games and go play in the playoffs. Yeah. So there's he's a little bit of difference. He signed that and, deal. He signed that deal in the middle of a playoff hunt. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not saying like I, these guys not making he's not making an emotional decision, but you feel better about committing yourself to 18 years. I mean, it's the same thing with Mahomes. Mahomes felt good about committing himself to 12 years within this organization because he has good relationships here. He sees the vision. He sees how this team built. He sees his involvement and in allow in helping this team build. That's the kind of stuff I think you got to show a little bit more before we even get to feel like to be in that position because like yeah. the Braves, I mean, the Braves and, and the Mariners are, have had a lot more success than the Royals recently. And like, yeah. that's the thing that's, I'm not I, trying to be a downer, Joel, but no, these are the I, things I, that get, keep, I keep thinking I, about when it comes to this, I would do it in a heartbeat. I hope Bobby Witt Jr. wants to be around for the entirety of my kid's life. My kid could graduate college before Bobby Witt Jr. is done being a Royal. And I hope that's the case. Yeah. I just think about all the scenario and all, everything, you know, factoring around it is what kind of just makes me a little bit nervous. No, it, it is a nerve wracking thing. And I think some of this is the, the small market mentality, which is tough. Yeah. And it's not a good place you want to be. But I think we've also seen like small market teams have made significant investments in their, their future. I mean, the Rays don't spend money at all right, on anybody. They get rid of guys before during arbitration when the arbitration number is too high, and they just cut them. But they but they gave Wander Franco 180 million dollars. They can get up to 220 million. They did if it. A team like the Ray and the Rays are again. I know they're a playoff team, but they don't spend money. Like the Royals spend money, but they spend money stupidly most of the time. So I don't know. Maybe spend your money smartly on your cornerstone shortstop. And, and I mean, and maybe that's maybe some of the decision making process recently is to lending itself that to that a little bit more too, because they haven't really shelled out a bunch of cash recently. Recently, no, this Granky's, is a pivotal off season for that in more ways than one. Right, Granky. I mean, Granky. Granky was the biggest, the biggest contract they shelled out last year, and like about the only one it felt like. So I think it was. Yeah, basically it was. So I mean, there's there's that to consider as well too. Like I just maybe they are they're gearing up to try to do something big in that regard. I hope so. I just I want I want to see Bobby. Whip. I want my kid to see Bobby Whip for the entirety of his career. Same. I want I want my kid to see it too. But yeah, it's it's a decision the Royals are going to have to consider over the next year or two. 
And if they don't consider over the next year or two, then we can just enjoy Bobby Wood Jr. until like 2028 and then go watch him in pinstripes because that's probably just the way it'll trend, which will disgust me in ways that I don't even want to talk about. Yeah, but Bobby would have to shave his hair. Oh, that's to, true. The the, mu- the mullet is really really good. Like, yeah, so maybe maybe there's hope there. Maybe maybe, maybe there's hope. Maybe the tiebreaker is the, fi- the hair. Yeah. So I guess the final point I'll make here is uh, I went. You mentioned Patrick Mahomes, and I will always go back to the score because it kind of rings in my brain whenever Bobby does something really special. Was Jim Callis of MLB.com and MLB Pipeline when Bobby got drafted? Talked about this kid can have the impact on the Royals like Patrick Mahomes had on the Chiefs. Like I sit there and think about that and like the juxtaposition of having two absolute superstars in a city like Kansas city, like that doesn't happen often. And I know Salvi has endeared himself to the city and deservedly so, but he's not the superstar, the generational talent that Bobby is. And you, if you can pair those two together in this city for at least the next 12 years, like that's going to do wonders for what this city has to offer. And do you sign him now? People will get invested in that downtown stadium. They'll want to go to that downtown stadium and people will drum up the money for it. Like I know people talk about all the time. They don't want it to be taxpayer funded. You pay Bobby Jr. $350 million. I'll, I'll shell out some money for it. That's fine. I live yeah. in Kansas. I'll still shell out some money for it. I don't care. I think we all, I mean, we're all going to shell out a little bit money somewhere well, or another yeah. for it. Cause well, I mean, and, you know, yeah. So, but not only do the Royals have Bobby with Jr., but they have a bunch of other young players that I think could be a really significant part of the core moving forward that mm-hmm. you consider making a like Michael Harris type deal or an Ozzy Albies like team friendly contract extension to now they robbed Ozzy Albies, but I'm not going to not going to get too far into the weeds on that one, but you have a group of players that you can go and get, give some contracts to as well that I think would be important for the core to have around Bobby Wood Jr. So it's not just Bobby Wood Jr. and a bunch of Jags. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, this group is like, I, I love this group around him. Like, and I think this is the kind of group, like I think what you've seen in the fight that this team's put through and there's, there's been some bumps and there's been some, you know, lack of offensive production at times here or there, but you, I mean, I like the core that they have around them, you know, mm-hmm. MJ and, and Vinny and, and Pro- I mean, like they've, they've got the right kind of core. This group has played together some, well, some of this core has played together in yeah. a, lot of in, in, a, in a big capacity and, and in a lot of games and like that's a you know that's that's been valuable for this organization in the past when this team finally you know did something i don't think either of us thought we'd see in our lifetime when they won the world series but yeah like this is the kind of group this is the kind of group you want to surround bobby with and you know maybe you try to keep a couple of these guys longer than than their their six years of service time too so i have four players in mind that are i guess three for sure that I would give long-term extensions to as a part of this. And one may kind of surprise people because I know he had a really good game yesterday, but he's not part of this list. I'm MJ is that guy because I still do believe in his ability to catch. Mm-hmm. And especially with the automatic ball. I was going to say, is it because the, the, oh, the automatic coming, zone? Yeah. Like, and he's such a good athlete behind the plate. Like I think he'll be fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not out on his defense behind the plate at all. Like I'm, I'm just not, we had enough good data and enough of you know scouting record from his stuff in the minors that he's a really good defender behind the plate and it's going mm-hmm. to come. Um, and then we got, so I, MJ is one Vinny is one because I think he's endeared himself as a clubhouse leader 100%. that you can't let that guy leave. And then birdie singer. I think you lock up at least one of those guys. And we're I set. think, I think Vinny P is a very reasonable, like, I think he's one of those guys that I think you could potentially do that 
to like eat. Like if you were to ask me the three of those, like I think that's a guy that makes a little bit more sense as far as feasibility of being able to actually execute it. A little bit yes. older, I think. He, you know, I, I think he's like twenty four, almost twenty five, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. That's right. And you know, maybe and, and it doesn't have to be as robust of a deal, maybe necessarily, but buy a couple extra years of, you know, of you know of his of his free agency out. Like that's that's not a bad. That takes him into your mid his mid thirties, and I think that probably sits well for Vinny Pascantino. I would probably go just if I had to put a number to it. I'd probably give him like an eight for sixty five. I think that would Love be it. a really good yeah. number. MJ would probably be more like the Michael Harris deal, like an A for 82 or close to 90. I think it would be a little again, bit more, honestly. Without, without blinking, I would do that. Yeah. Um, or I would even look, if you don't want to maybe do the Bobby extension now and go kick that can down the road a little bit and lock up the young core first, then you give him almost like an Austin Riley type deal, like a 10 for 180 or something like that, and backload it a little bit so you can work that, that Bobby extension early. That wouldn't be a bad move. And then I, you go and get at least one of these pitchers. And I think Brady Singer has shown he can be that guy. You give him like a, but even though the volatility of pitchers is kind of tough, and you don't see them taking these kind of deals, like a seven for 75, something like that. Like I think would be, or maybe you even go a little shorter, like a five for 75 or a five for 80. I think would be really nice at this point. He's already in year three. So that buys out a couple free agent years. You can pay him a little more on the back end. And you lock him up as your two, three in the rotation. Still, what gives you an opportunity to go spend money in free agency and uh, trade for a cost control pitcher you have to pay in arbitration? Yeah, I love it. I think those. I think that's those are the right kind of lines, and I would love to see this team do that kind of stuff. You know, I I don't know how the I, I honestly, I Joel, you might know this. Does is there like a escrow account that has to hold all the future cash? I am not uh, as attuned to that as someone uh, that works for the organization, but that is an interesting thing to consider. The, well, and I mean, I don't know like how know it works. That, I know that it has to work like that in the NFL, right? Because all the guarantee, the the guaranteed, well, it's all guaranteed, so it's not like you have to do that for a guar- like guaranteed money in the in the NFL. Yeah, I just you know, again, I'm just back of my head. I've got hey. Uh, what happens? What happens? They're trying to build a new stadium and all that stuff. I hope this team does the right thing. Um, I hope that they, uh, I hope they pony up a little bit because yeah, I want I, this, this core is exciting me. It's been the most exciting, you know, brand of baseball I've got to watch. And since the world series team and since yeah. that world series core, and I know there's a lot of chaos around it, but man, I really enjoy watching these guys play. Yeah. I did mention Nick Prado really quickly in that list. And that's not a shot at Nick Prado. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity for Vinny to hit his ceiling more than I think there is an opportunity for Prado to, which means if he, I mean, if he hit, if he's hot down the stretch, maybe you can sell him and make him the key piece in a trade for a pitcher this off season. But no, I think, I think there's a really good opportunity for the Royals to make some of these moves. There's a lot they can start with, but having a young core with a lot of players that you can make these decisions on is certainly a, a good place to start. So it's a good problem to have. It's finally. a really, it's a really good problem to have. And honestly, I throw Michael Massey into that ring as well. I've a hey, sneaky, like that's a guy I'd ask. I, I, I would, uh, I would just like to interject really quick here. Uh, Bobby Witt jr. Has homered to give the Royals a lead in this game. And I know this isn't going to age, but it's just perfect timing. Maybe I should come on every week. If Bobby, Jr., Bobby Witt jr. Is going to hit a home run every time. Do you need Do you need uh, to kill more time in your week and uh, do yeah, a podcast? yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I need. That it's just you know, Joel. As much as I would love to, I'd rather be just like doing this on a golf course on a Saturday. But that's okay. We need to make that happen soon. We do. 
We do. Casey's What's your golf tournament's already sold out. So yeah, and I didn't get it. I didn't get there in time. So unfortunate. Um, that's probably that's gonna do it tonight for uh, one Royal Way. Thank you all so much to all of our sponsors. Tickets for less. Uh, DraftKings, Charlie Hustle, KCSC, y'all are amazing. Rocking a Charlie Hustle, Kansas City Monarch shirt tonight. We appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much for covering, uh, for listening to this during baseball season. Please don't forget about me as college football and the NFL start. And we will be back next week with a new episode. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.